If you have your Bibles, we'll be in the book of Matthew again. Book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 is where we'll start reading it. Looking once again at the Beatitudes, it is actually the last one. So we may uh, get away from this uh, in the next coming weeks and do something different, which is always nice, but it's also nice to finish this up in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. If you get to there, if you would please stand uh, to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Chapter 5 of Matthew, starting with verse 10. It says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. We thank you for your peace, your joy, and your love. And Lord, I just ask you to use the scripture today as we finish up the Beatitudes, Lord, your teachings on the mountainside, that we can apply them to our lives, that we can draw closer to you. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to lead God and direct us. And Lord, watch over those that are sick, that are hurting, that are persecuted, Lord, that are going through these holiday seasons. We know that uh, so many families have tough times uh, through the seasons uh, uh, with missing people at the table or, or with different problems, with different sicknesses, different heartaches, and continue to bless us. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. You can be seated this morning. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 10, we start off with, uh, like I said, the last beatitude. And uh, there are eight beatitudes that Jesus talks about on the mountainside. And uh, something that we haven't really discussed uh, each week, and it's kind of hard to cover it a weekly, I, I found it appropriate to cover it today because we get to the end, and you can understand a little bit more about what Jesus is teaching on the mountainside. Uh, we see Jesus touch on multiple topics. We see him say, uh, hope is here. I still love you. Uh, you're still a part of my family. Uh, you should want to be good. Uh, you should show mercy if you want to receive mercy. He says to have a pure heart, which means to have the right intentions, the right uh, desires in your heart. He also tells us from last week's message to be peaceful, uh, to keep the peace uh, about us. And uh, we see a, a transition with what Jesus is trying to touch. Uh, we see sort of the growth of a Christian uh, from the Beatitudes. Now, when uh, Jesus starts the Beatitudes, He's telling you that hope is here. I still love you. Uh, uh, you're a part of my family. And you should want to be good. He starts it off that way. And we can easily understand that when a Christian first becomes a Christian, they need to know those things. They need to know that Christ has accepted them. Uh, Christ has forgiven them. Uh, they are part of His family. Uh, he still loves us. Uh, and you should have a desire uh, to be good. Uh, I see the transition from a, a Gentile, from a non-believer to whatever, to accepting Christ is those first part of that beatitude. And then the second part that we covered, those next few, uh, uh, shows us a little different part of uh, uh, Christianity. It shows us how to, to mature. It shows us how to grow. It tells us to show mercy. It tells us to have the right focus. It tells us to be peaceful. All signs of a mature Christian. And, and how to understand the beatitude 
multitudes is. I, I believe 100%. Uh, when Jesus is teaching this, He's showing that progression uh, of what the disciples need to be because we know, uh, once again, the disciples have been called and right after He's called the disciples, uh, He's got these 12 men. He goes up to this mountainside. He sits down uh, showing authority and He teaches them. And he teaches them this way. And he gets to this last one because the last one here ties the first seven together that you should become a Christ-like, that you should accept Christ in your life. These things will happen. You will show these things. You will mature this way. And when you get down to the eighth beatitude, you'll experience this because you have the other seven. That's why we want to look at this just for a moment today. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, when we talk about somebody being persecuted for righteousness' sake, I have seen so many people today try to use this Scripture or try to say that they're persecuted because of their Christian beliefs, because of them being fired from their job, or them having somebody that's a friend, and they stop being their friend because they're a bad friend. They try to use saying that they're going to be persecuted because of righteousness' sake, here, uh, because of the worldly things that are going on around them. Uh, and I'd like to think that uh, that's not what it's applying to. It's not trying to say that you will be persecuted uh, uh, by the world because you're just not a, a nice person. Uh, you don't always have a smile. Uh, you don't do a very good job where you work. It's not trying to talk to us about that. It's talking about su- suffering and being persecuted for why. It says, for righteousness' sake. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, it says this, All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Do you hear me today, church? That we will suffer persecution if we live godly. When Paul is writing to Timothy, I want you to realize that when he's writing to Timothy, he's not telling him that the preachers will suffer persecution, the lay members will suffer persecution, the deacons will suffer, uh, uh, people doing stuff within the church will suffer. What does it say? Yea, and all that live godly. All the people within the church, if we try to live close to God, if we try to show Him to the world, what does it say? All shall suffer persecution. And more importantly, in the scripture that we read this morning, if you go back and read the first seven Beatitudes, and even the beginning in verse 10, it's calling out ye ye and thou and everybody. He's sort of using a collective terminology. But when we get down to the, the eighth final Beatitude, when we get to the second verse of this in verse 11, it says, Blessed are who? Ye. When men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil things against who? You falsely for my sake. He's take, Jesus takes a direction on the mountainside to collectively talk to everybody about what you should expect, what you should do. But when he gets down to being persecuted, he changed the verbiage a little bit. He says it's you. You are going to have a bad time. You are going to be persecuted. He changes it to being calling them out. In a certain way, he wants the disciples to know that you are going to have difficult situations. Things are going to happen that you're not going to like. They're going to be persecuted, and he wants them to know that. He wants them to know that as much as we will be persecuted for our beliefs, we are the same way. 
You will suffer for what you believe. Believe it or not. We're in the great United States of America. I believe we've got more freedom than any country in the world. And I'm blessed to live here. And I'm not trying to preach nationalism to you today. But I want you to know something. We're blessed. Uh, but if you go out in the world uh, and you live by the way that the God's Word tells us to live uh, and you try to follow what He tells us to live by, people ain't going to like you a lot of times. <laughs> You're going to find some people that do, but a lot of people ain't. You're going to be persecuted. People are not going to like Jesus popping up in your life, but it's you and it's ye in this, in this piece of the Scripture. It's us today. The disciples are going to be persecuted, and they're going to be persecuted much the same way that the whole Bible is full of people that were persecuted by the world for who they followed. We can look at Paul, we can look at Stephen, we can look at Elijah, we can look at Samuel, or we can go through the whole book and, and we can outline people, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, we got Moses, uh, we got people that were persecuted because of who they followed. Why? It wasn't because of them uh, being good people, it was because of who they followed. It was the person they called on uh, uh, for their help. Uh, what about Jesus a sinless person that came down and loved the people around them and came to do nothing but help was killed, put on a cross, crucified, was beaten within an inch of his life, put in an old borrowed tomb. You will be persecuted. And I want you to realize something. You're going to be persecuted multiple ways. Like I said, when I started these Beatitudes, when we get down through here, it's going to get worse. Hey, this and that here ain't real nice. It's hard to gather when you, uh, when you turn on the TV and you listen to a lot of gospel preaching on TV or you turn on some of the radio stations or you even visit some of the local churches and, hey, I hope I don't butter it up too much sometimes. You're going to face tough situations. We are. You're going to be verbally attacked, physically attacked, emotionally attacked, mentally attacked. The world don't like you. You say, Zach, this isn't what you hear preached a lot of times. Well, it's not. Jesus promised at the begin at the end of the Beatitudes as he taught the mature the spiritual maturity as you grow as a Christian, what you're gonna find. You're gonna find persecution. In 1563, there was a book written called Fox's Book of Martyrs. And I skimmed through that, looked at the high points this week, where he has a historical recording of the of the disciples, of the apostles, and what they experienced, and even beyond that, the people after Jesus, the martyrs of Jesus. And it's, man, it's great. He talks about all the different people that died, and a lot of us know the stories of the different apostles that died, but he goes through, you've got James, Philip, Matthew, you've got James, the less, you've got Mark, you've got all these people that were drugged to the cross, they were crucified upside down, they were flogged, they were beaten, they were put in jail, uh, they were all kinds of horrible things done to these people. One of them was uh, believed to be 94 years old and was beat to death in the street. They clubbed his brain in with a club. Uh, they beat him senseless. Uh, there were people that died for Jesus Christ. Uh, all these different people went through these things. Horrible. Paul was beheaded. Most of us know these things. Jude was crucified. Bartholomew was beaten. Then he was crucified. There was people, Peter was crucified upside down, they believe, because he didn't want to uh, have the same death that Jesus was. He wasn't up to it. Uh, Barnabas was put to death. Everybody, if you read through there, there were so many people that died. Horrible deaths. Because of what? Because of who they followed. 
None of these men, I want you to understand, of these men that I mentioned, none of them were not warned what would happen. They knew. Today, I hope you know that if you are a Christian and you live a Christian life, you're going to be persecuted. It's not always nice. It's not always a big a bed of roses. It's not always a, a Christ providing you everything you need. There's persecution. There's hatred. There's bitterness. And they knew the price that they would have to pay. In John 16, verse 2, I want you to realize what was said here. And they shall put you out of the synagogues. This is Jesus talking to His disciples. He says, They will put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh. Listen to me, church. That whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Did y'all hear that? They will think that they're doing God's service by killing you. Killing the people that followed the Son of God. Followed the man that delivered peace and joy and forgiveness to us. People think in the Word, there's, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of beliefs. And I don't go through them one by one. There's plenty of belief systems in the world that think that Christians should die. There is. They, they do not like you. And there are people that think that we are wrong, that we are bitter, that we are cold, that we are whatever. I could go on with a big long list. They don't like us. But they knew they were going to have to follow through to be a follower of Christ. These men and you today should know you're going to have to face things that's harder than you've ever faced before. Now we must be careful. When we get to this scripture, we say that, well, these people that go through these hardships, uh, they, they're Christians. Well, we have to be careful how we look at this. There are people that suffer. Listen to me today, church. There are people that suffer today that are not suffering because of what they're doing and following Jesus. <laughs> okay? There are people that are doing very well, whether it be financially, physically, whatever. They're doing very well, not because they're going against what Jesus said. Okay, we don't have to suffer. It is not saying that we must suffer to follow Jesus Christ, but it does say that we will face persecution. You will face things. He did certain things. Now, when Christ was persecuted, what do you think that Christ was persecuted for? Was He persecuted because He was a good man? No. Nobody cares that you're a good person. When somebody's a good person, they write this big, long article in the newspaper about them, and when they die, they have 150, 200 people show up to the funeral. Those are good people, but Jesus did not die because He was good. Jesus died because He was righteous. Jesus was put to death because of He was holy. Because He was uh, uh, full of the Holy Spirit. He was the Holy Spirit in the flesh. He was that. He showed a righteousness to the world. And I want you to realize something today. Uh, people are not going to not like you because you're good. Being a good person makes people like you. But being righteous, people are not going to like that. You say, Zach, what's the difference? I want to tell you, when you're righteous around people, when you have righteousness, when you have uh, uh, the Holy Ghost with you, when you're living for Jesus, when you're praying, when you're studying, when you're living close to God, it exposes other people's problems. It does. You say, Zach, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you live a life that's holy to God, and you're around people that are not living holy to God, you will expose their sins. They will know because of what you do, because of how you pray, because of how you speak, because of how you think, that their life is wrong. It will offend them. It offends people to know that they are in sin. It does. 
It should offend you if you're a, a Christian today that if you live in sin, you should re- uh, realize it and want to get out of it. But he was not perse- persecuted for being good. He was persecuted for righteousness. Just as the Bible teaches, you will be persecuted for righteousness' sake. And being persecuted because of Christ in your life. That's because of our relationship. That's because of our Christ-likeness. Paul didn't like to get beat up. Y'all realize that? It says in Scripture, in so many ways, it says, I rejoice because of these beatings. I, I rejoice because of my infirmities. I, I praise the Lord because of all these things. I go. Paul's not writing to tell you, hey, you should like to be hit with whips. That's, that's not what Paul's trying to write. Paul's trying to tell us that I can see a blessing from this because I get to tell somebody else about what I've been through. Somebody will see what I've been going through in my life. Uh, there's even recordings in this martyr's book that I got to go through. There's recordings of one of, the, one of the people that was brought to a place to be crucified that the one that put him to death, the one that sentenced him, was converted on the way to crucify the other one. And guess what happened to him? He was crucified next to them and they both died. Isn't that horrible? Following Christ is hard. Following Christ is difficult. Paul did not say, I like to get beat up. Paul is saying, I rejoice because something could happen from this. Somebody else could see what's going on. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. If you look at the end of that verse, he says, For when I am weak, then am I strong. To understand today, when you are persecuted, you feel lowest of the low. And when you feel like you have nothing else to go for, the whole world is against you. Praise God if you're following it and doing it for righteousness sake. If you're doing it in the name of Jesus, that's when you're strong. That's when you're better. In verse 12 of what we've read this morning, it says, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. What does he start off with in that that verse? Rejoice. Be happy. Things are tough, but be happy. What do we got to look forward to? What is this promise? Is as great as your reward? It doesn't lay out what the reward is, and I don't have to know uh, to be present with Jesus Christ uh, on the other side of glory. I can't imagine uh, the the peace, that that golden road we get to see, that that river of life, the the trees of of life that's on each side of that river. My goodness, the the blessing. uh, uh, People find out that I'm a preacher sometimes, uh, and they change how they talk to me. Boy, I don't like that. People sometimes, they'll meet me, they're talking to me, they're saying all these things, and I'm thinking, boy, if you knew I was a preacher, you wouldn't say that. And I know it. And it ain't probably, you know, an hour, somebody tells them. Somebody might have been in the group with us talking, they heard them talking, they know I'm a preacher. They pull them over the side, and you say, you know Zach's a preacher, right? I ain't there for those conversations, but I can imagine. Y'all giggling, but hey, you know what? I don't like it. That's, that's my persecution in a lot of ways. When that person gets back around me, they don't talk the same. They're very short. They don't sit with me at lunch because they know they can't talk the way that they like to talk. Persecuted. He says, Zach, I don't sound like much no persecution. Yeah, it's, it's persecution. People don't like to be around me a lot of times because they can't talk the way they like to talk. Hopefully, I'm not saying I'm anybody better than anybody else, but hopefully my righteousness shows up their sins. They realize I shouldn't talk the way I talk, and I can't talk the way I like to talk around Zach. I can't be around him. We find these different places. We find these people that 
I, they don't like my opinion. And when they don't like my opinion, they become uncomfortable and they distance themselves. If you walk a Christian walk, church, I want you to know something. If you walk a Christian walk, you will be persecuted more than you realize. At the end of five, ten years, you can look back and say, I know why all these things happened. I know why people didn't talk to me. I know why I couldn't do this. I know why I couldn't do that. I look back and, you know, in high school, I had a lot of friends and tore up the road and acted like a fool and everybody wanted to go do this and do that. I'm a preacher now. I got a couple kids, married. And you, you think my phone's ringing? <laughs> Zach, you want to go to... No. That may be the same for anybody that gets married, but I know that I can't go out and do some of the things that my friends like to do. And I know that I can't. We're persecuted. I want you to know today, church, you may not realize it, but it tells us very simply in this scripture. And I'll read it again for you. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You may be treated bad. You may be talked about ugly. People may talk about you behind your back. Things may not go the way they should go. You may be upended in all kinds of things, but praise the Lord, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. People hate you and make up stories about you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which are before you. I can't wait to see the prophets of old. I can't wait to have a home in glory. I guess I can wait, but I tell you what, I'm ready to go when God calls me home. That's my reward. I love my family. I love, my, I love this world that we live in. I want the, the, the sinful people to accept Jesus Christ, and I hope you do too. But... My goodness, the world that we live through, we're persecuted. We face a lot. That's not always the fun message we like to preach. That's not always the, the good things and being blessed and Jesus dying for us and perfection and holiness. But the church needs to know it'll face persecution. If it was up to a certain group of people today, I believe every church in America would be gone. I do. I think if it was up to a certain group of people that we wouldn't be allowed to pray, wouldn't be allowed to have our Bibles. There are already countries that you can't even own a Bible in. There are places that you can't publicly pray, you can't gather. Some of those countries are so sad that you can't do those things. I'm glad today that we don't have that, but we are still persecuted. You may be going through tough times, and I don't know what those tough times are. If you're going through tough times in the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to know something. It's going to be all right. It's going to come out okay. Jesus will always deliver. As they get a verse of some song ready this morning. We have to keep walking the walk. We have to keep talking the talk. We have to be like Christ. We have to show Him to everybody else. But the great thing about it is great is our reward that is in heaven. Great is our reward. And we don't know what that what that reward is. We don't know exactly what Jesus has in store for us today, but I'm glad to know that whatever I'm facing, whatever persecution I'm going through, if I'm going through it in the name of Jesus Christ, if I'm, being, if I'm suffering uh, because I'm a preacher, if I'm suffering because I stand on the Word of God, if I'm suffering because I love the Lord, if I'm suffering because I'm not doing what the Bible told me not to do, I'll be blessed. You're going to be blessed for righteousness. The wonderful thing about each one of these Beatitudes is 
it talks about something. Now, a lot of these is talking about being good and having a desire to be good. It's talking about uh, you're still part of the family and all these things. But it gets down to this one. It says you're going to be persecuted, which is bad. But it still tells you something good. In the end, church, if you follow Jesus Christ, it'll all end up okay. There's a lot of times I've questioned that. <laughs> There's a lot of times i said, there ain't no way this is supposed to happen because I've done exactly what you've showed me to do. Can we truly follow Jesus and say, everything's going to be all right? Because it is. As we stand, what page you got, sister? 71.